Hello, everybody, and welcome to our last episode of Janorama Love Story. This is, of course, Middle of the Road, the podcast, and we are in the midst and, as I said, final episode of our current Janorama miniseries uh, based around love stories. We did uh, M. Night Shalomon's The Village, Jean-Pierre Jeanette's A Very Long Engagement, Darren Aronofsky's The Fountain, and we are closing it up with Ben's pick, which is Michelle Gondry, directed, and have to give shout-outs to Charlie Kaufman, written Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Before we get into that, we're going to say why we picked this movie, or I'm sorry, we're going to describe this movie <laughs> in eight words or less. I'm going to tell you guys, this is something I've been suggesting forever. It's already more than eight words. <laughs> no, it's going to be, it's eight words, but... Uh, it is man y'all need to play to the moon just throwing that out there because like there are so many yeah, similar themes to this and that game was inspired by this movie according to imdb trivia that does not surprise me in the slightest that was your man you should play in- man y'all need to play to the moon okay yeah. this intrigues me to play that pick up that game more now i need to finish control first though <sighs> you already you bought to the moon before that doesn't. Ugh. It was on sale. You I know think. How many games I've purchased yeah. and not played? My <laughs> Switch like library is huge. <laughs> oh, that game's five dollars. I now own it now. <laughs> <laughs> Love conquers all? Question mark. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> it's better to have loved than lost. Is mine. Oh, that's a good one. The film is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and we're gonna let Ben, the picker, tell us why he picked it, which is pretty going to be short in his case because he's never seen the movie until this showing but ben uh what was the outside influence besides wanting to see the movie why why did you pick this one um i've always been a fan of jim carrey since i was a kid um and i haven't seen many of his dramatic roles like i liked him in uh i wouldn't call it a dramatic role but in um the cable guy was kind of a very different <laughs> that thing. was not what i thought you were gonna go with <laughs> uh but so, but I haven't seen him in a very dramatic role. Um, you haven't seen Truman Show. Uh, nope. For real? Uh, Whoa. No, I have not. I think he's better uh, in the Truman Show than he is in this movie. And I think he's I'll really good in this movie. Um, I think this is one of the only two Kate Winslet movies what I've ever seen. What the fuck is wrong what? with you? <laughs> You're gonna get kicked off this podcast. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I is just Titanic I can't think the of other one. Yes. Okay. Goodness. I can't think of anything other than those two. Like, I mean, I haven't looked through her, you know, filmography. I mean, I guess if you I don't missed. like dramas, Contagion, <laughs> Steve Jobs, The Holiday, Revolutionary Road. Oh, she's in Wes Anderson's new movie. What was the one she was in with um, Patrick Wilson? Little Children. Yeah, that one. That was a messed up movie. Keep going. I'll, I'll stop you when I hear when I <laughs> the heard reader, <laughs> Heavenly Creatures, Finding Neverland. The dressmaker. She was just in that movie with um, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, Ammonite. She that was okay. She was good in it. Uh, Labor Day. Don't watch that movie. Still, still nothing. Well, you should watch Kate Winslet. That's interesting. <laughs> the though. Divergent films. I forgot she hey, was in those. Or one it'll be three mm-hmm. once two. Avatar two. two comes yeah, out. Yeah, she apparently set the record for longest holding holding she hold her she could she built her breath holding up to like plus four to five minutes while shooting that movie 
It's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, you we never saw watch... Contagion with the Steve? Nope. No. That, Don't listen to Lauren. Don't listen to Lauren. Uh, I cut her off before uh, she even got to Neverland, say anything. That's a good one. You should see uh, Flushed Which Away. One? She did a voice in Flushed that. Flushed Away. Really yeah, good. she's good in that. I still haven't seen Flushed Away. You Zach, should. It's fun. Zach gave me the DVD when I took a bunch of his stuff. Oh, <laughs> I have some more. You can. I have a whole other box you can go through. By the way. Hell yeah! But yeah, so I haven't seen much of her stuff. Uh, she's great in both movies I've seen her in. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this is one I had kept hearing. It's like, oh, it's such a great romantic film. It's a a love story, but it's one that's really sad or at least poignant. And I mean, I'd been hearing it for you know fifteen years or so, and I just never got around to it. And when we picked love stories, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ever going to go out of my way to see this. I'm going to pick it for the podcast and force myself to watch it. And I'm glad I did. Now, if you would have known ahead of time that it was written by the same guy who made Synecdoche, New York, would you have changed your mind? No, I knew. Okay, just making sure. See, I didn't know. So watching this, I was like, this has a really Synecdoche feel to it. And then it was like, God damn it, that's why. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. Except this one, I don't know, is, um, what's the word? Entertaining? <laughs> okay. Lauren also had not seen the movie. What did you take? Your you gave us a taste there, but um, I had never watched it because I always heard that it was super depressing, or at least I don't know. Maybe people didn't say that, but I assumed it was going to be super depressing. Um, just so I always Jim just Carrey. pushed it off, and then it got to the point where I don't like Jim Carrey anymore. So um, I just never really wanted. Why to Why don't see you it. like Jim Carrey anymore? I just I just don't like when Kick Ass Two came out. And he just started shitting on the film after like yeah. he got all the money for it. And then he's like, this movie is garbage. It was violence and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, but like, what did you think you signed up for? And it hurt the, the people who are like getting paid based off how much the yeah. movie makes. So it's like he fucked them over. I think the movie fucked itself over. It wasn't good. <laughs> he was great as Dr. Robotnik. He was fun in that. And I begrudgingly smiled at some of his bits. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> So yeah, like, I mean, it's one of those movies, like you, I'm glad I've seen it. I mean, like, halfway through the movie, I checked the timestamp. It's like, how is there still half a film left? And it was to the point where it was just like, oh, this feels so much like Synecdoche. No wonder I'm not enjoying it anymore. So, so it's like, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it. I I thought that the story was poignant and I appreciated that, but it just got so tiring going through all the memory stuff and just the presentation of it all. It's like I can't How's do that this tiring? anymore. I just, I, I just this movie's so every, alive. Like, to the me. concept, it just everything keeps getting erased and blah blah blah. It's like, yeah, I get it. This is happening. I don't need to see it a billion times and all these different memories. I just want to. I just need some not this anymore. You know how I felt about Synecdoche. As soon as it started getting into that, I was like, I've lost interest. It's too much for me. Like I still enjoyed a lot of it. I still am positive overall on the movie. Just. <laughs> I was ready for it to be over at that point. See, for me, it's like the memories being taken. Yeah, it is memories being taken. And it's doing that that same kind of thing over and over. Mm -hmm. But I think it changes each memory up enough because they are different. And it, it really does go to show like how how powerful this, this relationship was, how yeah. important it was to both of them. And again, I still appreciated a lot of what it did. Like it did keep mixing it up. Like when he was taking her into various memories that she wasn't a part of. It kept it fun, but at the same time, I was just, I lost a lot of interest as it continued on. Both, yeah. You're both fired. The, I don't. Wait, why am I fired? Oh, Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. 
I mean, you shouldn't be surprised. This is how I'm reacting to this movie. I I don't know. Like I feel like it's I feel like it's his most accessible movie. Yeah, but again, a lot of it is Jim Carrey. It's like give me more Kate Winslet. Okay, that's true. Okay, if that's if if so, Jim Carrey, not Charlie Kaufman, wore you down more. Which one wore wore you down more? Um, both. Okay. equally, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like Jim Carrey, we'll talk about it more later. He it was a great performance, mm-hmm. but I just am not a fan of his. I've said in the past that this movie was in my top five going into this. Probably, uh, I hadn't fully assessed that. Uh, I still, I think it, this reaffirmed. I mean, this is the first time I've seen it in almost a decade, probably. And I, I, I just still love this movie. It's Michelle Gondry's direction and the script are just so inventive and interesting. And I get caught up in all the little differences that they're, how they're showing the memories erasing from a filmmaking perspective. I think Carrie's arc is fantastic as he evolves into wanting to keep her and it's like the struggle of the good and the bad but what's interesting is ben you mentioned like they there was i agree there's obviously some like base attraction between the two and that's what the opening of the movie also you know reinforces Mm -hmm. but at the same time though i just watching it this time i was like you know it it is like that beginning of the relationship high because i guess it's it's supposed to be like two years i think Right? I think two years yeah. of Joel's... I don't think it was even that long. I'm pretty sure. At least something I saw was like... Uh, 2000... Valentine's Day 2004 is when it is ending. And it starts in 2003. Hmm. I don't remember I mean, the, the month the, it gives, Joel though. says two he years says of it at his, some point. his thing is missing. His oh, journal. Okay. That's the only thing that I would know. I, it feels like it's like a year-ish. It feels like it's... Like you said, it feels like valentine's day to valentine's day almost but the things that he loves is like the first it's very all very early on it feels like you know Mm -hmm. and he you know he left a relationship which he was i mean mean, technically she left the relationship no 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 no. joel is with someone else when he meets her oh yeah naomi or yeah and like see i was confused about that because he made it sound like he had been like they broke up a while ago and he was still living with her but then at some point i could have sworn it said something about him being married well she calls him out on being gonna get married and he's like i'm not married yet like implying they're still together but when he wakes up in the beginning he's he, he he thinks he hasn't been with naomi like yeah. he's like hasn't he's like maybe I should get back together with her. Okay, yeah. See, I feel like I need to watch it a second time just to cement the timeline in my brain. <laughs> but I also don't want to do that, obviously. But it's interesting <laughs> as and again getting into. Let me. I guess I'll wrap up general thoughts. But I think it's great. Everybody should watch it. It's the best of Charlie Kaufman's movies. A guy who I've given five of his movies five stars. Well, how many has he made? Uh, th- well, he's directed three. Or, yeah. He's written uh, Confession, uh, George Clooney's Dr- Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He's the lone screenwriting credit, but he kind of doesn't. I, which a movie I really like, but he kind of. Uh, I mean, you can see the Kaufman of it in that movie still, but apparently Clooney like didn't collaborate with him on that movie mm. uh, and did some of his own rewriting and stuff like that. So he doesn't so, like Human Nature. Being John Malkovich, adaptation, this, he was, like, on the set, like, collaborating with 
the, he was a producer on all of them. And then he did Synecdoche, Anomalisa, and I'm thinking of ending things this past year. And I would give Thinking of Ending Things, Synecdoche, this adaptation and Jet Malkovich five stars, I think. He's one of my great, my favorite filmmakers around. And that hasn't changed. <laughs> um, and I've watched, I've watched adaptation this year as well. Yeah, I've watched like three of his, four of his movies, I think, in the last year. And um, the guy. The highest had, rating I've given one of his movies is three and a half stars. <laughs> if you're a fan of him, obviously you should still see this. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad Ben enjoyed it. And as Lauren said, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the three that I've seen, this is definitely, like you said, his most accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of Malkovich? Malkovich, Malkovich. My, I still think back on it and just think, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, I, like, aside from the ending, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, I've, I was just, I vaguely remember you thinking positively about it, so. Yeah, like, it's far from a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the, I probably gave it three or three and a half stars, and it would be a Let's half star see. higher. Oh, you never actually gave ending. it a star on Letterboxd. Or a star I rating. Didn't. No. Shit. Okay, well. Okay, general thoughts. Got those out of the way. Uh, star ratings, I'm five. Uh, I'd give it a four. I'm a three. Okay. Wow, so I'm the average. <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends if if we don't grade on the same star ratings either, though, so. That's fair. Performance prize. We, I mean, it's Jim Carrey, right? Like, no, I, I, I think you could argue Jim Carrey is well, actually, like I don't the know, fourth. Maybe best performance in the movie i think kirsten dunst i think kate winslet's the best and like you just i mean i just have the biggest crush on kate winslet because of this movie yeah i was wondering if you were able to list all of those movies without looking no i had her i I pulled that up okay (laughs) (laughs) but ruffalo is great too and elijah wood is a great weirdo such a creep (laughs) and so is tom wilkinson's in that same that same camp they were god they were just so skeevy by the end you know <laughs> wilkinson's great in the the office too though like he, the deadpan well it is mm-hmm. brain damage technically um <laughs> that was a great <laughs> yeah. line no jim carrey is great too though like he has the subtle you know that he doesn't really i mean he slowly builds to a big fighting back against it all but then at the end he you know that final scene where the house is falling apart uh, around him on the beach he's still pretty quiet in that moment and i think that's fair to the character yeah that's that's the best scene in the movie in my opinion it's pretty good but i i kate winslet's energy is great too like i think she she's a great like ying to his yang kind of thing (laughs) and i think she like she like busts through like accusing her of being like manic pixie dream girl like i it feels like it's almost actively playing with that trope a little bit but was it a thing before this i feel like she was one of the first people that was i think i read given that label to trivia my catchphrase i think they said that term was coined like three years after this film hmm. for who the tent natalie portman it didn't say garden that much. state probably it yeah it's she is a she feels like they very she very easily could have become some like indie movie girl that is like like I said, the manic pixie dream girl, but she's not that. She's a girl, a woman who is is out there and has her own personality. She was clearly the inspiration for Ramona Flowers, mm-hmm. as they yes. have the same hairstyle. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, 
film critic Nathan Rabin, or Rabin, I don't know, who Rabin. coined the term after observing Kirsten Dunn's character in Elizabethtown. Oh, Elizabethtown. Uh, said, or he was the one who did Man Up Pixie Dream Girl. Can't talk. Um, I have not seen Elizabethtown. I did, but I do not Still waiting it for well. the uh, director's cut, which I heard is awesome, which I don't think is ever coming because it just got released on Blu-ray and they did not put it on there. But, Ben, you, you're going to stick to Jim Carrey as your fave? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean... I would, like Kirsten Dunst is a close second, but I mean it's it's to me it's clear it's Jim Carrey. Kirsten Dunst Dunst agent deserves a shout out for getting her name above the title card in the credits, even though she is. I mean, I guess she's even banana with like Mark Ruffalo and Elijah Wood and Tom. Wilkinson. Even banana. I don't know. What it just came that? out. <laughs> I was gonna say she's like. She, there's also top banana. Yeah, there's there's like top or like second Jim banana. Carrey and Kate Winslet are like one two. Banana. Even banana, though, it's like it's not even a straight thing. Like, pick something that isn't curved. <laughs> Balanced banana. <laughs> but I would say she has an equal part of the supporting cast. But she got her name above the title card because she's Kirsten Dunst and was in Spider Man movies. MJ! <laughs> okay. You know, she's still a couple years off from her best performance in Spider Man 3 for those movies. Jumanji? Uh, no, for those Jumanji. movies. For those movies. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Next next segment, we will do movies based on board games. <laughs> we should give shout out to Jane Addams, who is great. as She does an amazing piece of physical comedy when she tries to carry a uh, cooler out of the back of the car when they're at the beach. I don't know if you caught it. No, I didn't. It just, just falls and just completely crushes her underneath. It was really funny. <laughs> Uh, Lauren, favorite performance? Did you have one? Um, well, obviously, I do not want to vote for Jim Carrey, but I wouldn't be opposed to him winning this award. Uh, I don't know who I'd give it to. I feel like everyone is doing pretty well. Yeah, it's really great cast. And a stat cast, too. I mean, uh, Jim Carrey, you could argue, should have been nominated for an oscar maybe for this or truman show but i want to know if uh kate winslet at one point she like sniffs a chapstick like deep no- nostrils it at least i think it was a chapstick and if that's the case i think oh no that was i think it. that was like some sort of inhaler product oh well it looked like a chapstick <laughs> to me and in my mind that makes her the best performance prize for her choosing to do that like i could see like a burt's bees up the nostril and just clear out your sinuses <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think half the main cast has been nominated for Academy Awards. And Kirsten Dunst and Jim Carrey both easily could have been throughout their years. But uh, yeah, good cast. Uh, Michelle Gondry. I don't know. This is... Has any, did, did Be Kind Rewind. Mm-hmm. Anybody see that? Green Hornet. Science of Sleep. I think Asleep. I've seen those Ooh. first two. I don't remember. Green, Green, Green Hornet, Hornet for sure. one you would want to like. Is Be Kind Rewind the one that your favorite gift comes from of Brad Pitt? No. no, that's thank you. No, that's that uh, that's burn after reading. That's burn after reading. What's be kind rewind? That's Jack Black. Okay, and no, I haven't seen Def. that one. Then they like they they erase all the videos and there's video stores, so they remake them. Oh, that's right. I want to see that. I just never did. That sounds amazingly dumb, and I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michelle Gondry also directed Human Nature, which is another Charlie Kaufman script, and the one that I hadn't actually seen in its entirety, I don't think, until this past year. And I was pleasantly surprised. My least favorite, Kaufman, but still four stars. Wow. You know what? I'm voting for Mark Ruffalo. That's it. Okay. <laughs> you just liked him dancing in his undies. I was That was say. improvised, apparently. <laughs> 
Was, was it because he felt bad that Kirsten Dunst was naked? Oh, I have no idea. As I said last week, IMDb trivia gives you the fact, but not any details that you actually want to like further give you an idea of the situation. All right, performance prize, everybody wins it. Um, let's talk about that ending. So how do you interpret the end of this movie? Happy? No. Sad? I interpret it as them giving it a go again, and that's never going to end happily for them. So I don't, it's sad for me, I guess, in that way. I think it's open, but I'm slightly optimistic because now they at least have the knowledge of, like, they did love each other to the point that it hurts so much. They wanted to erase each other, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. See, I'm of the mindset that if you're willing to erase, like, erase a relationship and there's nothing you gained from it, then it's not... Like, if it's not a relationship worth remembering, then it's not a relationship worth erasing, if that makes sense. Is that sense. the whole point of the movie, though? <laughs> like, you feel like you want to erase everything and then you realize it's not oh, worth Oh, shit, erasing. it's too late. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, who knows? Maybe well, I mean, she was if they don't have the memories too. If they don't have the memories of the previous relationship, they're just doomed to repeat it. But with, maybe not with hindsight of what's happened before. Like, they realized that they did really care about each other. I mean, can you have hindsight on something you don't remember? No, but they have, it's in their own voices. Like, telling them, like, how I'm... Yeah, but the whole time, Jim Carrey's, like, denying everything that he just heard himself say about her at the end. Oh, he's He's saying, I "I would never think that about you. (laughs) The five, the 12 hours I've been hanging out with you. I mean, if you want to know, the script originally had an ending where, like, down the road you meet uh, Kate Winslet's character at the erasing site, and she's gone through this process 15 times, and it's all with him. Oh, So, yeah, it's doomed. <laughs> no, I think that's the end of the movie. That's why it resets, th- like, four times that when they run on the beach, is that they keep doing, they're in this loop. They keep getting back together, but then ending, and then they erase. I don't and even think over. I noticed that's... that. At this point, I was pretty tuned out, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the, the last shot of the movie as it fades to white re- replays, like, four times with them running in the snow on the beach. And that's the ending I interpreted it as. Speaking of them on the beach, I was super confused when um, he was talking, or he was having the memory of them in the house, mm-hmm. and she talks about him leaving. Mm-hmm. But did that actually happen? He left. So then, how did then, they get but, in contact again? Well, I think he knew she worked at Barnes and Noble. Okay, because like I couldn't, I didn't know if that was supposed to be like. So wait, this like did he make up all these memories? Did it never happen? Or if it was like, well, it's the last memory he has of her because everything post then has been erased. So like his mind has been like, you left and therefore nothing happened because everything has been erased at that point. So it was just, I didn't no, know how the, to interpret it. The leaving it. was, he, he did leave. And we see the scene where he finds her. And that's, that's where she's like, aren't you married or something? Again, I need to cut of this movie that goes in chronological order. <laughs> Uh, that's the brilliance of the movie though yeah i know there was some things it was like well you know you could just keep track of everything based on her hair color it's like i don't remember what scene had what hair color (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would not go by that that sounds really challenging actually it's like i did not take notes i mean aren't you aren't you partially colorblind so i feel like that how dare you bring this up what a just like (laughs) between this and the et post this week benjamin (laughs) 
I will not apologize for these because they were really funny. I'm forever haunted. I can't even appreciate Perseverance now because of you. <laughs> Mars has been ruined. You just have to stick with the old rovers' mm-hmm. curiosity. Yeah. No, I don't. Mars is dead to me. I'm all about the other planets. That's interesting, though. We have three different kind of vibes on the end of the movie. I remember arguing with my friend about what that the the like or the repeating of the shots means. And I think I was hopeful at one point, but now I'm not. See, I feel like had I watched You've this previously, I, I kind of feel like this has the same energy of um, 500 Days of Summer for me, where it's like when I first saw it, like had I seen this a decade ago or whenever, two decades mm-hmm. ago even, I would have been like, yeah, this is hopeful. They're going to finally do it right this time. And they deserve each other. And now I'm just like, no, these guys are not good for each other. I'm happy that they <laughs> broke up. Yeah, I think them breaking up is the right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they aren't good for each other. I think I think the opening of the movie, too, sets that just they're so opposite. You know, like they're they're already butting heads in that first 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you also get to see that they can find a way to connect and cross that barrier I think there's something going on with Clementine in that. I mean, they're only in a relationship because Clementine is very forward, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's the only reason it happens. Mm-hmm. And why, while they can find things to love about each other, and we see plenty of that. At the same time, though, Clementine's explosive personality never really jives with Joel at all throughout the whole course of the relationship that we get to see it i mean it's a case of like opposites attract but that doesn't mean like it's a yeah good, good attraction <laughs> i could not play the pillow game with amy because she does legitimately think you're gonna murder her if you put a pillow how anywhere often near what do you how head. does she know this <laughs> nothing yeah. just how like, has if, this been tested <laughs> if i like in bed like roll over and like throw a pillow like <laughs> just like just adjust the pillows and it lands on top of her head. It will freak her was out. Was it last week or the week before where you said something where it's like, "Do I need to check in on Amy?" And like, "Do I need to check on it or check in on Amy again this week?" Was it was it in the uh, the Skin I Live In podcast? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think so. I just edited that one. I don't think there was any. Uh, I think red it might flags have been last week. I don't remember. My wife being in danger. I mean, she's fine. You do you, but take my word for it. <laughs> don't text her. <laughs> just text her amy are you okay blink twice <laughs> <laughs> but why anybody uh lauren do you have some but whys um i feel like i did but i might save it for a different section okay ben any but whys um no no just reading my notes to go back to the previous the let's talk about that ending it just it's like i thought i mean had he not get, gotten like the information from kirsten dunn's character like with her giving all that out do you think he would have gone on to believe he had been abducted just having these memories of people standing over him doing experiments on him <laughs> that's his future just the crazy old man talking about the aliens grabbing him yeah i was gonna say it's like an alien abductee anonymous kind of thing <laughs> Yeah. Just two half-naked people dancing above him. Oh my God, he's uh, in some support group down like decades from now, and they all find out that they were actually part of this, and that's how they find out. <laughs> about it. That's Kaufman-esque. <laughs> Upstream color kind of steals the ending of this movie a little bit, but wise, I don't have any either. I would never complain about this movie. Hot take theater. Is this what you're delaying to, Lauren? 
No. I don't want to oh, tell you what okay. one it was because it'll give away my cards. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I guess I liked Con Wilkinson more in The Exorcism of Emily Rose, but it's not like I mean, this isn't his like greatest yeah. performance. Yeah, it's not like a anything. hill I would die on, but it's just like a if you want to see Pete Tom Wilkinson, go watch Michael Clayton. Oh, Michael okay. Clayton. Oh, speaking. Well, no, I don't want to say speaking of that. Never mind. I won't say what I was about to say. No, that's not even Michael Clayton. What am I? I'm thinking my brain. It's the Ides of March I'm thinking of. But oh, there was some mark. like, speaking of the future, like things that were cut out of the movie, I guess there was a subplot with Tom or there was a detail that I guess um, Tom Wilkinson's character had forced or maybe not forced, but like had had a Kirsten Dunn's character have an abortion. And that's why she ended up wanting to erase him from her memory. Like, man, that's, that's real a, dark. A little, a real dark, yeah. Could, could you guys trust your significant other if you knew they were in this line of work? I feel like I would constantly be paranoid <laughs> that they erased something that they did that pissed me off. <laughs> uh, it sounds like relationships aren't very easy for the people in this line of work, so. Yeah. No. Sweet, sweet Mark Ruffalo, though, tries his best. Poor guy. <laughs> we're, we're, we don't have much to say about this movie, which is surprising. Uh, repeat after me, most memorable line. I've got two. Okay. But I'll start with, I know we're supposed to only have one, but I have two. No, it's okay. I mean, we the have a highlighted change. one, and then we just go yeah. on about for eight minutes about quotes. <laughs> <laughs> one is, I don't remember what exactly Clementine says, but it's something like, look, it's my crotch, just the way you remember it. <laughs> yeah. And Jim Carrey's just like, ew. Like, that <laughs> delivery was Oh, amazing. Um, I love how you know we have this category, but you never actually write down the quote word for word of what it is. No, I did write down the quote, the the actual quote that uh, my top quote, oh, okay. which is in the ending, like the ending of that last memory. This is it, Joel. It's going to be gone soon. I know. What do we do? Enjoy it. Like that. Oh, 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 so powerful. So heartbreaking so good like i cried you know big shock i mean but then they probably did that thing 15 more times and it got deleted again (sighs) i sure hope not they have some serious brain damage by the Mm -hmm. end of all this that's just 15 nights of heavy drinking (laughs) yeah you know they recommend blackout drunk like all the time but (laughs) I think, or I think, my favorite quote was either, uh, you should read my journal, there's, I mean, it's just blank. <laughs> that just got <laughs> really, really sad. And then uh, kind of like, um, kind of like the one about the crotch where he said, you, this was more about the delivery of it than uh, the actual line, but it was just at the end of the movie when um, Kirsten, or Kirsten Dunst, when Kate Winslet is leaving um, Jim Carrey's apartment and she's just like, it was nice meeting you and all. And it's like, but you know, they've been like, they've known each other for over a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if it's not really a line, but when Jim Carrey as is dressed up as tries to confront the kid to bullied him <laughs> and to, like twist his arm. It's just yeah. some great acting yeah. by Carrey. Yeah, and that, that kid is like all in on just like mm-hmm. being as mean as possible. <laughs> <to him. laughs> Uh, Winslet's reaction is great too. She just like walks him away. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's also really good. Or was it her? It changes to her at some point. Yeah, it, ba- it changes yeah, there, between them and then and it the cuts to the kids. little kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well we're done. not giving enough props to Michelle Gondry's directing. I don't think in this movie, which is just it's like, it's fantastic. It's insane. Yeah. Like yeah, it was done how really many well. shots there are in this movie, and like 
all the subtle little effects things and the the weird face mm-hmm. thing whoever came up with that the creepy faces oh, that like, are getting erased well, yeah it's like when they do that with elijah wood it's like do they not expect us to recognize elijah wood's voice like <laughs> yeah well, that, that's, <laughs> even if he's not fa- he wasn't like you know the superstar he is now but even this like, was post lord of the rings yeah it was close to it but wasn't like i could i could see them trying to go for that but it's also like he has a pretty distinct voice are you talking about like when he uh saw her at barnes and noble yeah, so you even like see is... you see his face for like a split second at one point, so you know it's him. Yeah, but it tries to like obscure it later, and it's like, yeah. I was kind why? of confused by that because yeah. it's like you already showed it to us. Maybe that's our but why? I don't know. I mean, it it's probably just because it's getting erased again, so everything's kind of the details are being lost. He um... is he's best when he's he comes up to the car at the end of the prologue. Yeah, it's like, do you need help? He says, why are you here? It's just like, okay. <laughs> just walks away. It's like, what I was the kind f- of surprised uh, that they kind of gave up the prim, or like they let us into it as early as they did. I was kind of surprised that that wasn't, it kind of feels like a big reveal should happen at the end of this movie and like generally when these kind of things happen, but you like, you get to, they let you in on the secrets of it all early on, even if like it's hinting at first, but then like, I mean, even just putting him there, you're like, okay, so something shit's definitely happened already. I mean, the only the sense. only secret it really pl- keeps close to the chest is um, the stuff with Kirsten Dunst and yeah. uh, Wilkinson, which good god, oh, <laughs> when his wife what? is just like yeah, which I forgot what she says, but that was actually a great moment of this movie. Where, She's was, like, you can have him, honey. You already or did, or like something that. like that. I don't remember. Yeah, that was oh, a yeah. lot like um. Shit, what was the one where it rained frogs? Was that? Magnolia. Yeah. It's like, it's that same level of like, this character, you're kind of like, he's not a bad guy. You know, he's <laughs> a good guy doing his thing. And then there's just that split, like, second where you realize, oh, he's an awful person. <laughs> are you talking wow. about, who, who are you talking about? Jimmy Gator? Yeah. Expert opinions unfortunately there is a doggo download this is what i was saving it for (laughs) but why why would you erase your dog from your memory like i don't i know it's painful when they die but think of all the happy years you had together like that's way more like she's the villain like she's the like worst person in this movie not elijah wood's character (laughs) i think the movie could have the movie could have grasped on to, like, the, how the company is taking... I mean, they, they pay little lip service to it about, like, Valentine's being, like, their busiest time mm-hmm. of the year. That they're taking advantage... Like, this service takes advantage of people at their worst time. I mean, it's all there implicitly, you know? Like, because Joel is, like... Obviously, Joel's not the first person to, like, react this way, probably, while they're getting erased or whatever. But why does he wake up? There is something separate about him. But, it you know, that could have been one little interesting wrinkle if they got into that a little bit more. But I guess the ending is kind of about that, too, is right? Is like Kirsten Dunst's character is trying to let these people yeah. know, you know. I actually, that kind of reminds me of a but why. But it's more of like a not understanding the concept and not like, why did this happen? But just why is it that like they have to get rid of all of these possessions and whatever that might remind them of the person, but then if they actually see the person themselves, they don't necessarily remember everything about them. 
It's like, that doesn't make sense to me. I think if enough things can trigger it, you know, like, there's obviously some gray area for, because of Joel and Clementine keep getting back together. Mm-hmm. Like, the science isn't perfect, obviously. I and mean, if your but house that's is just basic attraction. They're getting reset to zero. Like, Kirsten mm, Dunst doesn't yeah. remember that she was in a relationship with that dude, but she still is attracted to him because that was always there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I, I think you could ex- you could blow out the world the world building a little bit and just assume if there was a million things and you didn't know what they were, it, it would maybe, you know, make you go haywire, make you go crazy even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, E.T. Watch. Is there any E.T. hidden E.T. propaganda in this movie? Not that I noticed. Just in our Just in Discord. our conversation. <laughs> it's not my fault Spider-Man made a funny joke. <laughs> funny? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> and who knows? That might not... I mean, that might actually be what they saw on Mars. You can't what? tell me it's not what they saw. Ben's meme Have you seen any memes from this through the years? Mm-mm. No. It seems like a memeable movie if it came out nowadays. Oh, yeah, it would be. I mean, the Elijah Wood one, people would be like, you know, equating stalkers or nice guys. Some people I work with had never heard of this movie today when I was talking to them. I was like, have they're they both. Not, have they not watched movies? I don't know. I think they're they're probably <laughs> around somewhere between seven to ten years younger than me, potentially. So, but it's just yeah. crazy that this movie might not be in the consciousness of people. I feel like this was a pretty big movie. Uh, the book was much better than the movie. I don't think this was based off a book or anything. Mm. It was a story by Gondry, Pierre Bismuth, and Charlie Kaufman. Um, okay. Upgradables. Lauren, do you have any IMDb casting um, shit? Well, I was just... I think this is an IMDb, but uh, just... It might be because we just watched The Fountain, but I kept thinking of Rachel Weiss when I was watching this. Like, she could have also mm-hmm. pulled this off really well. Not that I would choose her yeah. over Kate Winslet, but I think she could have done a really good job with it. The only thing I saw in the trivia, according to other people who could have been it, been in it, was that Denzel Washington turned, the, turned down the role of Joel. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What was that? Oh, my gosh. I would love to see Denzel give that a chance. No. I don't... Like... Again, don't want to give compliments to Jim Carrey, but I feel like I mean, he's he great. was a great choice for this. Yeah, I, I don't think Denzel would have. I'd be interested to see it, but I don't think he would have done it as well. But you never know. I'm like, just, I could be like, underestimating him, and he's one of the greatest actors out there, so I probably well, shouldn't do that. Yeah, but I mean, it's like Denzel, like when he plays quiet characters, they have like that. They have a quiet intensity to them, you know? Like, I mean, feel Roman like J. Israel shows he could have done this. Nah, I would... Um, no. No. <laughs> he can play the introvert. Yeah, but not like... it's. A, it would be a different kind of introvert, where it's like... Jim Carrey was a very socially savvy, but just like lonely guy, whereas... Roman I would J. say this like, is more against type than Denzel. Jim Carrey's doing this at this time. Well, is more against type I don't than know, Denzel, like Jim, who's known Jim as a dramatic actor. Well, Jim Carrey also did like The Mask, where it's like Stanley Ipkiss was also a very... The fact that I remember that guy's full name is kind of amazing. Ipkiss. Yeah, but Stanley Ipkiss was like a very... He was a very, like like you said, introverted, shy, 
but not quite awkward. He had awkward moments, but the guy himself wasn't awkward. And I mean, that fits a lot better than, I don't know. But even as Stanley, he was doing like the, he was still a pretty broad character. Like it just feels reserved against the mask. I need, yeah, I need to rewatch the mask. Actually. It's so good. Not going to agree with me on that. No, I haven't Um, seen it. I rewatched it. It was fine. Let's see what I gave it. It has a good doggo download for that one. (laughs) Jack oh, Russell. I cried. I cried. And the dog sits down outside the cell. It just. <laughs> I give it three stars. What Cameron Diaz? Always recently. down to watch more Cameron Diaz. Oh man, Diaz. Cameron Diaz, just smoking. Um, <laughs> smoking. <laughs> Finn, you should definitely watch the Truman Show. By the way. What? I'm sorry. I was busy looking up the mask. The Truman Show should be at like the top of your queue. It's a great movie. That's going to be one of those ones where I will just like, I'm going to, I'll sit down, I'll look at it and they'll be like, eh, eh, I just want to watch Mortal Kombat. Why don't you want to watch Mortal Kombat? What's holding you back from the Truman Show? I don't know. Like, wh- I don't know why I didn't want to watch, or why I didn't watch. It's not that I didn't want to watch it. It's the same thing with Eternal Sunshine. I just didn't get Just haven't. Like, I just Lauren, didn't. what do you think of the Truman Show? Uh, I remember enjoying it. I, I, I Where was that shot? At one point, I actually visited that set, but I don't remember where it was now. I'm, I'm not was like it Florida saying it's or California. Bad. I think it was Florida. I'm not saying I don't mm-hmm. think I'll like it or I think it'll be bad. I just I don't know. Like, it's one of those ones I could be like, yeah, I'll watch it, and then I'll sit down and I just won't watch it. It's like, definitely I, one you should see at some point. Okay, especially well, if you're I'll a Jim Carrey fan. If you're a Jim Carrey connoisseur, <laughs> you have to watch that. Seaside, Florida. That's where it was. That's right. Got some great Ed Harris and Laura Linney in that movie. Um, okay. Uh, oh, just to update everyone, I have still not watched The Favorite, but I will do that okay. sometime this week. I said that last week, but this if time my computer I mean wasn't it, sitting we'll on this table, I would flip it. <laughs> ben and I should both watch it, and maybe we can do that for our next week's movie just, just to make to you watch it. Just to force me to watch it. <laughs> well, that could be the that could be the pick. Movies that we've all told each other we need to watch. <laughs> That could be a good one. You so guys like, will all hate me, what, though. Yeah. What uh? What would we pick for? <laughs> what would we pick for Zach, Lauren? I have uh, no Spirited idea. Away. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. <laughs> so we have. I know you've seen away. it, Zach. I'm just giving you shit. Wait, he has seen it. Damn it! I was yeah, going right along with you. <laughs> he doesn't have a score for it, which is oh, what I was giving right. you shit for. <laughs> well, I'm sure I there's some other Miyazaki night. films you haven't seen that we could go with. Oh yeah, I'm. I've seen Ponyo and. Have you seen Princess Mononoke? Oh, nope. So yep, that because I've been that, wanting that's, to watch that one again. Can you, be, one. you can you make it Totoro? I want to see Totoro. Totoro is overrated. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> it's it's fine and enjoyable, but it's definitely not like Ghibli's best. I'm glad Totoro's the mascot because he's fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. But uh, I seen Ponyo. Hey, um, uh, Wind <laughs> Rises. I actually haven't and, seen a Wind the Wind Rises. I need I to or a Wind one. Rises. And he didn't direct it, but uh. Have you seen Howl's Moving Castle? I have not. I I haven't seen one pre-Ponyo. Okay. Except Spirit Away at like late night on like a DVD. I own it. I bought it because I've heard it's great and I'm sure I'll like it once I sit down and watch it. But I think the last time I tried to watch it, I tried to start it too late and fell asleep Mm. 10 minutes into it. I just realized this whole conversation started with us telling Ben that he has to watch The Truman Show. And so that would mean I would have to watch it and like... No. <laughs> the what was the Ghibli movie that I liked? The Tale of Princess 
Monotons. No, uh, Kaguya no. or whatever. Kaguya. I really like that movie. I haven't seen that, ago. but I've heard what else was really there? good things. There's Kiki's Delivery Service. There's Ca- is Castle in the Sky one. I still need to yeah. see Tales of Earthsea and Porco Rosso. I've heard like I've heard. Um, Aren't all these on HBO Max? Yes. Let's end this podcast. Wait, do you want to know what my favorite trivia fact? Trivia fact. My favorite trivia was. Yeah, I know. I'm. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm just saying. I got to get through these last couple. Oh, things. okay. I thought you were ending it. <laughs> recommendations any charlie kaufman movie if you like this i think it's worth trying any of his other ones to infinity beyond lasting impact this will probably be the only time kaufman wins a oscar and Though, I mean, isn't this isn't this considered like one of the best movies of the past like 20 years sure i think it's considered one of the best screenplays of all time what oscar did it win for writing yeah he won for writing but i had an interesting piece of trivia i shared in our discord that Three of our movies that we did for this all came out the same year and were all nominated for Oscars. Wow. That yeah. was wow. awesome. Wow. <laughs> Have you guys seen um, that, that turtle that sounds like Owen Wilson? It's great. Owen Wilson could have played Joel Barish. Like he Owen up to now these like days? What's what he doing? He's in Loki. Loki. Owen Wilson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's oh. like the second lead of Loki. Bonus rounds. Franz Kranz, unfortunately, was not in this <laughs> film. Oh, man. Uh, Fran Kranz. No Z on the first one. Uh, Lauren Random gave us some random trivia already. None of the other ones apply. Yeah, but no, I haven't given you my favorite one yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. Lauren's favorite random trivia. Go. <laughs> it's just it's because it's so dumb. But it was it, the trivia was about how um, all of her hair coloring, because they had to do so many different shots a day that it wasn't actually dyed. It was all wigs. I just love that the last mm. sentence of this fact was uh, reportedly the red one was her favorite. <laughs> real, real important detail there. One last pitch, Ben. I think it's a great movie. I think it's worth seeing. Um, I think part of part of like I don't I wouldn't say what hurt it, but it like I mean this has been built up in my my head for you know a decade and a half, so. It's understandable that I felt it was a little overhyped, but it's still a genuinely great movie. I was going to say, like, four stars is still really high rating. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I was expecting this to be like four and a half easy, mm-hmm. you know? I, um, I think this movie only gets better if you rewatch it, too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and not that I, was, I wasn't bold. I mean, I was bold over the first time I saw it. But yeah, I it it it, it is... Enhance on I, yeah. Beings, I assume I you pick up like more details throughout mm-hmm. because now you know what's playing out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a great movie. It's it's you know Jim Carrey's great. Kins Win- Kate Winslet easily one of her top two movies I've seen. Winslet <laughs> top two movies. Damn it, Ben. <laughs> and I mean everybody in it is great. You know everyone's doing everyone's doing a great job in it. Um, like Zach said, there's some really interesting direction and in filmmaking. Uh, some really inventive choices and like it gets fucking weird which i mean you would expect from kaufman i I assume you would expect that from kaufman i mean like it's like it's not as weird as like the you know everyone's being john malkovich thing but it still has that kind of there are moments where you're like yeah malkovich yeah Yeah, it's like there are moments where you're like yeah i could see that this was written by the same person um Mm -hmm. and it's it's just yeah I think if you like Jim Carrey, it's really worth seeing. You like Kristen, Kirsten Dunst, it's really worth seeing. Uh, yeah. Speaking of choices, did 
did you guys notice the music that played on the train when they first well when they quote unquote first meet or whatever when they're talking on the train or when they first talk it was so it was such a weird choice it was like comically playful mischievous it was it just felt really out of Mm. place for me and i I don't know i think it's supposed to be kind of like like winslet's theme yeah like it's it's supposed to be like Uh, john bryan an amazing score for this movie by the way i don't think i noticed the music for the most part elsewhere that just stuck out so much to me the little piano theme so good next week we don't know what we're doing all we can tell you is that we will be partaking in the Snyder Cut discourse when that comes out in All a couple weeks. Oh, four hours of it, baby! Woo! Um, Sorry. If you're interested in Snyder's con- cut content, <laughs> we will be providing some of that. Until then, I'm Zach Oldenburg. Find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find us at middleofroad.com, uh, Middle of Row on Twitter, Patreon, Middle of Row. And rate and review the podcast. Apparently it does things. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. And I'm Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch good movies. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row.